Welcome into the BSN Rockies podcast presented on this particular episode by Sports Column because that is where I am sitting with today's guest, Jake Story, at Talking Jake. Uh, a celebrity now is, is what you are, really. Um, I, I, I want to talk a lot of baseball with you because that's what we love to do. Uh, I'm sure many of you remember from when we had Jake on before, so we will do a little bit of talking Yanks, uh, as you know, that is uh, their podcast that is now in the top five on iTunes, I believe it is, and uh, for all of sports podcasts. Uh, let, let's let's just begin there, man. How does that feel? It, so it was it was a perfect storm, man. It really was. We uh, so the the iTunes pod. Hey, everyone. I'll, I'll start <laughs> right? there. Hey, man. Uh, we already Welcome said back. hi, but yeah. Hey, hey, Rockies fans. Uh, we'll we'll get into if if me and any Rockies fans still have beef from the Rockies Yankees series a little later, uh, but dude, it was just a perfect storm. We so talking Yanks was rolling and we were doing good things, um, and so we started a new podcast, Talking Baseball, which has been doing really well. And uh, I wanted to do Talking Baseball to start the season, and uh, I'll be honest, uh, my buddy John Boy, who again you've you've probably seen him at this point. If you if you don't think you have, you probably have. If right. you're listening, if you're listening to a baseball podcast, you've seen John Boy at this point. Yeah, um, that's um, how amazing is that? It's insane, man. It's it just, really is. It's but, there now. Yeah. But um, so we we came out with talking baseball after the All Star break, and it was rolling, and you know we we got some listens, and we were excited. And we honestly we did it right. Like I, I was ready to roll. I, I play some of my nerdy baseball games, and I've got a good idea of what's going on around the league. And uh, I I don't know. I always hate the person that says this, but I can BS a little bit. Yeah. Hashtag BS in Denver. Um, but <laughs> nice. uh, John Boy, he doesn't work like that. Like he needs to be confident in what he's doing. Mm. Um, so he wasn't confident in baseball, but as he got more roped in this season. Uh, he was like, yo, I, I think, you know, like I know what's going on around the league. Like, let's do this. Uh, so we launched Talking Baseball and how podcast iTunes works is it's not necessarily listens to climb the charts. It's new listens. It's new subscribers. It's everything. So we did started Talking Baseball. I think it was like our third episode. And then the Boone Savages rant happened that week too savages and it was just kind of our guys are savages in the savages box. in that box uh do we do we need to do we need to bloop that at yeah, all right um but uh dude it was just a perfect storm uh both kind of got a boost and it was kind of that quiet time of the sports season so yeah we had actually both of them talking yanks was two it was part of my take and talking yanks which just blew my mind and then talking baseball was actually, I think we it hit the four spot at one point. Wow. So it was just like this crazy moment where it's like, whoa, like we, and you're just looking, you know, I, I grew up old school sports center and all those guys. So like we jumped Scott Van Pelt and it's like, holy yeah. bleep. And it's like Stephen A. Smith. And it's like, you know, I re- <laughs> respect Stephen A. I don't watch a show every day. Um, I, I think he goes a little hot takey. You, but, you will. But, but he's on TV every single day for the past draws decade. draws an audience, yeah. Uh, so that was nuts, man, and things things have been good, and it's it's only led to more good things. And we're, uh, I, I think, in the next I, – I guess the best way I'll say it and to kind of put a tie on it, 12 months ago I told people I was like – when I when I was at like uh, I don't know, if I was going to a happy hour or something, I 
I was like nervous telling people. I was like, yeah, I do some podcast stuff. I, I would say I think it's going to be cool in like a year. Ray Tapia single. Um, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we've we got, got the Rockies, yeah. Rockies Diamondbacks game going. Exactly. So, so if you get some periodic updates. That'll uh, be fun. I'm not sure we've ever done this before either. So, yeah, we can actually do a little bit of uh, sh- quick reaction baseball analysis. I, we have I like an opportunity it. here. I think it'll, the people that are watching this right now, they'll jump back and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I watched that Tapia single. Yeah, yeah. Plus, he's hit like 350 since the All Star break because of stuff like that. Robin nice home slice. runs. Yeah. I saw that the that other day. That was incredible. Uh, incredible. Team, team Tapia. But uh, yeah, man, ev- everything just came together. It's it's been awesome, and we're, I think, in another 12 months, we're gonna have some crazy stuff going on. Right now, it's like, let's keep the ship moving and do good stuff. And <laughs> right. Once the season ends, we could catch our breath and go from there a little bit. But it's it's been incredible. And it's been a lot of fun to watch happen for two reasons. One, obviously, I'm I'm a fan of you guys. Uh, I like getting together and talking baseball with you. And so just on a personal level, I'm just happy for you, man. Uh, but also, as a consumer of baseball content, who enjoys that kind of thing? Seeing the John Boy videos as they come out, I love that you've gotten in on the action. I want to see you do more. By the way, I'm, I'm looking for the next one. It's coming. It's coming. All right. But... It's just uh, the type of thing, as we were sort of talking about before we came on here, like baseball can be very serious, and I think it, it has to be in some ways. And, and what you guys have done so well with those is bringing a lot of comedy to it and doing the lip reading and, right. and sort of covering the things that are like the fights or the, the kerfuffles in the game, yeah. as it were, the more combustible moments. At the same time, like you give us a little baseball analysis, you show us the reason why. Like, uh, if you didn't understand the game, it would be it wouldn't be the same because you wouldn't be able to explain why right. Brett Gardner so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, why that's is he a, banging? A, a, what's he doing? That's well, a whole this, thing. Yeah. That's a whole thing. how much of your success is owed now? Straight up, just <laughs> directly to Brett Gardner. It's uh, it's cr- us or the Yankees. Either way, yeah. Um, no, it's it, but but you're right, and like Brett Gardner ends up being a great example of that, because like if you're in Yankee Land, you know Brett Gardner. He's the longest tenured Yankee. Uh, he was a couple days before CC actually. Um, but it's I, it's crazy, and like I I don't know, baseball still has, and I don't know. We'll probably end up in this wormhole 30 minutes from now, so I don't want to say we won't go there. But like I don't know, if you're not a Yankees fan, I don't really expect you to know Brett Gardner. He's you know. He was a slappy outfielder for a while. He's he's stood out the storm. He's always been great defensively. He runs the base as well. He's not what you picture the Yankees. You picture Giancarlo or Judge or what you know the Yankees. Yeah. You don't picture gritty Brett Gardner. <laughs> and now uh, the team's rallying around him a little bit. And uh, you know we we did sling a couple shirts off of it, which which that wasn't a bad thing. But. Um, it's I, I don't know, man. And I, I think what you're saying with the personalities, and that's the thing that people don't appreciate with Jim is, A, he puts in a lot of production value. Like, he's, yeah. he's got skills. Like, it's not – he doesn't just cut something together. Um, and I, I think the other thing around that is with knowing baseball, like, he'll research stuff. Like, if, if there's a walk-off and the guys are partying, he'll be like – oh, there's Joey Votto. He had an error before that almost cost him the game. So right. he's celebrating. And I think those little tidbits, it almost washes over you as you're watching it. But at the same time, like, that's what grows the game. Like, and that's, that's what's cool. Like, you can take that to someone and be like, oh, that walk-off was cool. He saved Votto's ass. He booted that ball. You know, right. Something like that. 
So I've always been a big fan and uh, uh, an amateur student, I'll say, of comedy, in particular of stand-up comedy. And one of the things that a lot of comedians will say is that things are funnier when they're true. Yeah. And they're funnier when your audience understands what you're talking about, when it's rooted in a deep understanding. And so everything that you guys do is funnier because it appeals to people who intrinsically know, understand, and watch a whole hell of a lot of baseball. Yeah. Right? And I, I think that's the other bridge that Jimmy's so good with. And I, I'm, I will be getting more stuff out there. Uh, it's, it's a little t technological savvy. It's a little bit everything that's going on. It looks on. difficult. Um, yeah, but... Um, uh, there, there will be more coming, but I mean, I, I think, and the one that's jumping out, I'm forgetting when it is, but I think, I think one of the early breakdowns, the pitcher shook off the catcher and then, you know, he threw another sign and the pitcher threw the pitch and it got hit for a home run and you saw the catcher give the like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, like, and dude. I think it's so funny because if you play baseball, you so get that. Right. Like, you are entrenched. But if you don't play baseball, you still get that. Like, you you know, you it, even if you're not a huge baseball fan, you know what's going on. You you know, you know a pitcher and a catcher have a relationship and they're fastball. Maybe you know fastball, curveball. Even if you don't, but when you see that reaction, you get it. Yeah. You get it. So, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm getting too... To a little more transcendent than what we're doing, <laughs> but it's uh it's fun and the growth the growth part of it really is unbelievable, unbelievable. But and uh, I I said that like I was gonna be done. The biggest thing is it proves that people still like baseball. Right. Our 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 YouTube channel right now is over three hundred thousand. Yeah. It's just baseball. And I would imagine mostly young people. They say people our age and younger don't like the game. I don't I don't believe that's true. It's, they just want to consume it. This way a little bit. And I, I think we'll save this for hour three, but <laughs> people still like baseball. The product is great, and people still like baseball. Right. Um, there's just a couple things that need to be linked up, but uh, e everything's been good, man. As we speak, Tony Walters, of course, draws a bases loaded walk, his yes. specialty. Uh, <laughs> fear the mustache, I suppose. Mm. The guy is slugging only slightly higher than I am, but... He manages to put the bat on the ball, yeah, and that's how the Rockies get on the board. I saw he was like him. 281 or something like yeah. that, but his OPS was like 7-0-something, yeah. so he's you, slapping it. Now, you would attribute most of that to Coors Field, but he's hitting out on the road, too. So I think okay. he's actually taken a new approach this year. He's talked a lot about this, actually not trying to hit the ball so hard. What's funny is he's realized he doesn't have the power to hit the ball out of the park. Okay. And so trying to hit a line drive, like it's just getting caught by guys on the warning track or just ahead. Right. So he just started slapping the ball around hit the field. Hit it where they ain't, man. Hit it where they, they ain't. Was the the maybe the fam most famous Yankee of all time who said, yeah, well, they ain't over the fence, so I'm going to hit it there. <laughs> Everybody's got that attitude these days, but uh, Rocky's still trying to threaten there. Got Gallon up to 70 pitches in the okay. fourth. So. Get, it, get into that D-backs pin. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I did want to say one other thing. Well, we'll get into all of the extra baseball analysis stuff as well. But one last thing on the product that you guys are putting out there, and in particular yours, I want to say, because the first video that you did in, in the John Boy style, I was watching it again today. And I, I think it it's worth reminding people that this isn't just stuff that – you might like if you're a Yankees fan. Like, there have been several ones, Rockies-related. Some of the best ones, honestly, yeah. have been Daniel Murphy-related. Daniel like, Murphy-related. No, nothing better than <laughs> yeah. John Boy talking about Daniel Murphy. <laughs> Love to see you again. Get in on that action. But 
your one with Cleveland in particular, the game uh, with Baker Mayfield shotgunning the beer, which, oh, yeah. which blew up otherwise. But still, no one's analysis beat your analysis of that particular day at the ballpark. Well, uh, what a fun one that must have and, been. And that was kind of a perfect storm because, man, it, it's so funny, like, Dude, I, I live in Denver, 2019, So, and I know you can relate to this a little bit. Like, If you tell someone you do a podcast, they almost look at you and they're like, okay, what do you do? Right. You yeah. Know? yeah, but and for it, real. And I, I mean, I, it, what it really is, I mean, it, for us, it's a small business. It really is. And I know you guys can relate, but like, you know, we're a small business that also happens to do podcasts. We do shirts. We do all of it. Um, so when the YouTube started taking off and the breakdown started taking off, um, we we both we were both doing a couple, and I definitely recognized that like this was going to be the future. Jimmy, technologically, he's so good. Um, he has a video and audio degree, like he does that, uh, and he's all right. He's pretty funny. I'll give him that. <laughs> um, but it it made sense, and dude, he's got a work ethic that's like just unrivaled. I I swear, it's insane. It's impressive. So he basically dedicated himself. He's like, dude, I'm going to do three of these a day, and I was like, well. And, you know, when he gets that look in his eye, it's like, all right. And, you know, I, I was kind of playing free safety. I'll, I'll help out wherever you need, man. I, this is probably best for both of us. He absolutely crushed it. Um, so it's funny. I, uh, on Talking Yanks, I do burns of the games, kind of like old school sports center, like, I, I don't know, just corny jokes. Oh, the Big Maple and the two-burn curve. I don't know. That's, that wasn't a good example. Burn. But... Um, <laughs> But it's a good way to talk about the games and get through them. So we did a couple of those, and the crowd was kind of responsive. Um, and I, I don't know, man. It was just like they were there for the breakdowns. And, dude, YouTube's vicious, man. That's a that's a yeah. different world. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I did a couple breakdowns, and they kind of like – Dude, the comment section there, you just talked about stand-up. For a lot of people, that's like their stand-up forum. If they can get the first joke and be like, wait, this isn't John Boy, and then yeah. they get the most likes, they're like, yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I kind of let it breathe a little bit, and then that Baker Mayfield came up, and for me, that was kind of the perfect storm. It's I, I, I give off kind of a fun as I sit here in my pink shirt, a little <laughs> bit of a frat boy vibe, even you know, an 18-year-old frat boy. Uh, good luck in college this year, everyone who's listening. <laughs> yeah. um, right, happy first but day of it, school. It was just per like I, I'm a huge sports guy, so like I could tie it all together. I could tie together what the Indians were doing. I could tie together what Baker was doing, uh, and I I could tie it in with the game action, which it, by the way it worked perfectly. So I kind of I I told Jimmy I was like, yo, I think I'm gonna do this, and it, if if uh, if if you go check it out. Um, I opened up and I said, kind of in a mocking way, I was like, this isn't John Boy. Yeah. Because that was my shot at the YouTube commenters yeah. to get ahead of them. Right. Which is crazy. And know, it's, know what's insane about that? Like, that was like a business meeting for me and Jimmy beforehand. I was yeah. like, should I make a joke to the YouTube commenters? <laughs> Let's plan this out. And it ended up working out. And yeah. it's, it's just so crazy that that stuff's part of our real life now. But, yeah, um, we, uh, we've recently talked about that because I want to do more stuff. And that's, I mean, I signed on to do content. So I, um, I don't know. It's everyone's fine in their own niche. I mean, whether right. it's whether you're podcasting or you're not, if whatever you're in. Um, so I don't know. I'm finding my mix mix between funny and the other thing that I I'm good with for some reason is like just baseball stats, man. Um, 
I'm, I don't, I don't want to say I'm the perfect bridge between analytics and playing a sport and being a guy or, yeah, or yeah. a girl. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I tweeted out something today about Masahiro Tanaka that I bet, well, maybe this will be a test and we'll run it tomorrow, that I think you could do with uh, Herman Marquez is I took out two of Tanaka's starts. Tanaka had a 12-earn run start, which I think Marquez had, what, an 11 run? Something like that? Oh, yeah. He got lit up in a game where they ended up losing 19-2. to two. Right. He, yeah. You know, he fell on the sword. Right. Um, and then I, I took out that Tanaka start, and I took out his London start, which London was kind of a different version weird, of baseball. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and Tanaka had, like, a 3-4-5 ERA in the year. So 23 of his 25 starts, he's been a really – Good starter. Yeah. If you did that with Herman Marquez right now, you'd get the same exact results. If right. you took out that 11 earn run and maybe one day he just didn't have it, his year has still been great. His war is like above four or something like right. that. So I don't know. I'm I'm still need to find my niche. I think Jimmy has killed the breakdowns. He owns that. If I find something that works, I'll get in there. But um, I don't know. It's all kind of finding our own thing. So I'm 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 working on it. Might even be some you see this week. Spoiler. There you go. There you go. Keep your eyes out. That'll that'll be fun, man. Cause yeah, I love stuff like that. And baseball is just an endless treasure trove of those kinds of things. Like you were mentioning Marquez, but my first thought was actually Peter Lambert because okay. Lambert's a 22-year-old, first taste of the big leagues. Uh, he hasn't been dominant by any means, but. Most of the time, he's kept the team in the game. He has two starts where he got absolutely lit up, destroyed, rocked, embarrassed, made an example of, and right. both of them were against the Houston Astros. Decent team. And I don't know if you, yeah, I was going to say, squad. I don't know if you know this <laughs> or are scared yet. Or live in fear of them I every day. I was going day. to say, we can, we can move right into that. Yeah. Because, damn. Yeah. I thought you guys were going to win the World Series and the Houston Astros picked up uh, Zach Greinke. Oh, and that that was uh that's another that was one of my bigger viral moments was we were doing a live just trade reaction thing on the YouTube channel and uh when we found out it's like closing the trade time. happened cuz that was um you All know, right everybody we're about to sign off looks like that's all the news <laughs> yeah. for the day and what the and hell we'll never do this again uh no man it was it was unbelievable um and we, we had done so much talk going into the All-Star break, and it was like, we're going to get a pitcher, we're going to get a pitcher, we're going to get a pitcher. Um, and then on the other side of that, and I think one of my favorite parts about podcasting and talking baseball um, with you, with Jimmy, with anyone, uh, I like stumbling into stuff. Like, this, <laughs> this is going to sound so dumb. I don't think enough. Right, sure. No, But yeah. I think when I'm talking, that's that's my version of thinking. <laughs> so I love stumbling into things. And so, like, if you remember at the trade deadline, it was, is Syndergaard available? Right. It was, you know, uh, Bauer, who ended up going to the Reds, which I've got a good NL thing for you on that in a little bit. Um, but we kind of had this realization that was maybe the Yankees don't need a pitcher, but they need to make sure Houston doesn't get another one. Right. And so the trade <laughs> deadline passes. Oh, things man. are quiet. And then they get Grinky, who pitched against the Yankees that day. Yeah. He was in the building. Yeah. Um, and there was a ton of Robbie Ray rumors because they were also in the building. And he was on the block, supposedly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was one of those moments that you, uh, you do a gulp and – Verlander and Garrett Cole freaked me out enough anyways. The fact they had Grinky. 
I mean, you take a deep breath and you say, well, I hope they believe in the power and the bullpen that the Yankees have built because this is what we got. Yeah. So it's uh, it it was tough. Um, I don't know. Before there was a funny element of that drink? from the uh, yeah right. <laughs> the, there was a funny element of that from the uh, Rockies standpoint too because. When that trade went down and then the Rockies had done nothing at the deadline and I was kind of trying to make a joke and make a Huge Yankees-Rockies trade. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Could tell me, name it? one of the players in that trade. Do it right now. I don't think I can. I can't either. Oh, man. Uh, it's literally my job to that cover this team. But no one, no one listening to this yeah. could, and they know. I, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Some of you out there probably We'll get could. tweets tomorrow. Yeah, hey, you know we'll who it was. We'll get tweets um, tomorrow. I think there was a relief pitcher that they yeah. might be interested in. Joe Rockies. Harvey. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Joe Harvey. See, we got Joe, one. Yes. Uh, Huge. So, but anyway, as that went down, I, saw, I sent out this tweet that was like, well, the good news of the trade deadline for Rockies fans is that Zach Greinke has finally left <laughs> the NL West. And then about five days later, he made his Houston <laughs> Astros debut. Back. Against the Colorado right. Rockies, happened to be an interleague play. I was like, "Come on, man! Get out of here! We're sick of. We're done with you." Yeah, but uh, do a, a little little tangent. Do you like Grinky? I do, actually. I do. And, I and like it, him a lot. Yeah, it, and it's obviously a controversial thing to say uh, for Rockies fans listening. He's not. He's got some weird attitudinal things, oh, yeah. and and I've heard that about him from a number of people right. and and there's actually part of that that makes him slightly more endearing right. to me right, right? like it's I'm quirky not, it's it's fun and i might be a similar way if i was a major <laughs> right. league player like i don't i don't know I, I i try to be friendly to everybody and i think sometimes he struggles with that but i get like an anxiety about having to do all when all you really want to do is pitch a baseball Play baseball and everyone wants to talk to you about your personal life and this, that. Everybody needs a second of your time. It, it gets old. Yeah. Some guys are better at dealing with it than others. But as somebody who just appreciates a guy who can pitch, I'm not sure there's a better pitcher in the game of baseball than Zach Greinke because he doesn't throw 95, 96. I saw there, there was a perfect Pitch Ninja clip of it the other day. It was a Zach Greinke 88-mile-per-hour fastball. Like, he just... He just pulled the gas back, and he just threw, like, a lazy fastball. And then he threw an 88-mile-per-hour changeup that moved that and fell. danced all yeah. over. And it's just like, this dude is doing it at, at a different level, and it's it's so funny that he, like, his antics have grown on me. He covered first on a double play the other day, and Correa packed it to him. And he, he looked at the catcher, and he's like, damn, he threw that hard. And it's just... I, the way I've summed it up is Zach Greinke loves playing baseball, but wishes he didn't play in front of a single fan or a camera. Right. Like, he wishes, like, that was it. But that was Zach Greinke tangent. Yeah. No, that was fun. Uh, we just got our second order of Breckenridge Brews here at the Sports Column. Uh, you know Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of BSN Denver helping us make this podcast today commercial-free since Sports Column and Breckenridge Brewery are taking care of us. You can get one of their oatmeal stouts. You can get one of their vanilla porters. You can get the Avalanche Amber, everyone's you know favorite, just steady one. But I'm telling you, try the Strawberry Sky, the beer of the summer. Even if you're not a fruity beer drinker, uh, you may not like it, but it may become your new favorite beer. It's not an overpowering fruitiness, in my opinion. Some people have hit me up on Twitter and said, dude, 
Yeah, it's a little fruity. It's a little fruity. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, but I think it's good. Either way, you can't go wrong if you're choosing a Breckenridge brew. If you're coming down to Sports Column, which is about a block from Coors Field, like a half a block from Coors Field. Uh, they got the Broncos game on in here. They got the Rockies game on in here. You can have a good time. They got food specials. They got happy hour, I think, that starts at uh, 9 o'clock. So... If you're a late night owl like we are being this particular evening, you can come on out, have a good time. Uh, mention that BSN Denver sent you, and they'll give you a high five. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. It's, it's a rule. Everyone gives you a high five. Uh, so let's let's keep it going here and get a little bit onto the diamond to some degree, but also what in the world kind of a throw from third base was does that, that? Does that not make you appreciate <laughs> Nolan Arenado? Right. Oh the guy, I think he literally got nervous that it was Nolan running. It was like, I can't do something stupid because that's the third baseman, and then he threw the ball right in the ground. Not the best effort I've, I've seen. Um, but we were going back and forth a little bit uh, about this on Twitter today, and I, I will say from a, an on-field so perspective, I'm so excited. a lot of Rockies fans are extraordinarily frustrated right now for good reason. Right. And one of the things that happens, as you well know, when your team isn't playing well is you start going out and finding all the reasons why they suck. Right. And one of those reasons. By the way, Yankees fans still do that. Currently oh yeah. with the best record in baseball. And there's people hunting for reasons they suck. Right. Mind-blowing, but please. It's amazing. Now, I I do think there is still a contingency, but I'm going to, fairly or not, I'm going to loop these people into a a casual fan base that bemoan the loss of DJ LeMayhew and the loss of Adam Adovino. Now, on the one hand, bemoaning the loss of Adam Adovino makes sense because the Rockies' bullpen is in tatters. Sure. But I don't, he was never coming back. The right. guy wanted the, to live in New York. The, the, money, never, the money never lined up. New York Not guy, even the yeah. money. Like, he was a free agent. He got to pick. He, he likes New York. Right. Yeah, he's Adam from, he's from a Brooklyn. a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's at their players weekend coming up. He's wearing Brooklyn on his jersey. Right. The Yankees Some offered things, him a contract. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. That was the end of that whole yeah situation there dj there are are some arguments the rockies maybe could have brought him back i think there are a lot of teams that are wondering why they didn't offer dj lemayhew a little bit more money that's a great point there should be 29 teams wondering why they didn't offer that contract to dj lemayhew that's right and and he's been the most underrated player in baseball for five years i've been saying it but and and now the whole world's like well look at this guy (laughs) i'm like whatever man uh (laughs) but still uh, I also think most Rockies fans understand that what they have in Ryan McMahon at second base right now is a very positive thing, and that DJ LeMay, who has never thrown a pitch off a mound in his major league career, he's not the reason that the Rockies are bad, for, for whatever it is. But there's this thing right now that for some reason the symbol of why the Rockies are bad has become your boy, Mike Talkman. First of all, let the people know. And in case you haven't been following along with the saga of young Mike Talkman, the Rockies traded him in spring training. Uh, he was stuck behind Rymal Tapia. He was the fifth outfielder. He wasn't going to get taken. They decided to get something out of him. They got lefty reliever Philip Deal, who may be a thing someday, may not be a thing someday. So young. Right. The Yankees, and I'm going to lay the groundwork here a little bit, had no intention no intention of making Mike Talkman a part of their everyday lineup. But 
injuries to Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge opened a pathway and down that pathway has walked Mike Talkman. What in the world is he doing for your baseball club out there? So I, I'm going to send this back at you, and I'm, I'm going to circle up on a lot of things as I normally do. A, if you're the Baltimore Orioles, Orioles the Detroit Tigers, you're one of the lesser teams in baseball right now, and you're going to reformat your front office or whatever you're going to do, go out and get someone from the Yankees that runs their hitting and go get someone from the Astros that runs their pitching, and you will have a formula to move forward because every pitcher the Astros touch turns to gold, and every hitter the Yankees have grabbed, they now have a formula. Luke Voigt, we talked about him the last time I came on. Right. Mike Talkman has now joined that ranks, and it's unbelievable. And it, here's the first thing I want to send back to you before I do my Mike Talkman thing. What, what were your – did you have interactions with, with Mikey T? I did, and I never had any – Negative interactions with him. Uh, he wasn't the warmest guy, the most like open up with the press. He was very matter of fact, very basic. You weren't going to get a great quote out of him. Okay. But you could see the guy worked his tail off. You could see he put in the effort. Uh, you know, he went one year at a time in the minors. He right. really had to earn it. And I always appreciated that about him. And, and so he, he was always cool with me or whatever. I was there the day he was traded. Right. And that's I, right. And that's I walked right. right up to him, and, and he was in two completely different worlds. He's got a lot of very close friends. I talked to Ryan McMahon about him the other day, and he's just going, that's my, that's my guy, dude. I'm so happy he's out there doing that. You know, no one earned it more than him. He worked so hard throughout his career. We're just chatting in the clubhouse. Right. Ryan's just telling me this stuff. And, and so he's got a lot of very good friends on this Rockies team. He's very close with David Dahl, Rymel Tapia, Kyle Freeland. Uh, Pat Vileka is one of his, his good friends. And so he was bummed as any of us would be about right. moving away from those guys. He came up through the Rockies system. These have been his brothers for a long time. But then they told him he was probably going to get to make the majors and play for the New York effing Yankees. Right. So and, that's and so he's standing there in front of us, and we're <laughs> all going, yeah, but you know. And, and, and it was like it dawned on him in front of us. Right. Like, you're going to stand where Mickey Mantle stood. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to pull on pinstripes. Whew. You're going to be on the Yankees on opening day. Um, and that's, that's not, you know, I – I usually like if I say a New York Yankee statement that's too far, you know, obnoxious Yankee fan or some comment like that. You're you're strapping up for the Yankees on opening day. That's that's incredible. That's <laughs> I'm gonna start. If yeah. I have another if I have another Breckenridge beer, I'm gonna start watering <laughs> up a little bit. Um, but so I'll let me walk you through the Mike Talkman experience because it truly has been one. So like you said, they do the before opening day trade. Philip Deal for Mike Talkman. The Yankees have a guy, Tyler Wade, who he was supposed to be the Yankees' Ben Zobrist for years. And he's, he's a toolsy guy. His speed is awesome. He can play so many positions defensively. What he can't do at this point in his career is hit at the major league level. Bummer. But the like, one thing you so really you ju need. You just mentioned a lot of the young Rockies core, and that's very much a thing in baseball nowadays. Tyler Wade was part of that young Yankees quarter. He was supposed to be. And so he made, he made the roster. He had a good spring training. 
and he's supposed to be like kind of a backup outfielder. He's mostly a backup infielder, but he can play outfield. Giancarlo goes down uh, towards the end of spring training. They do the Talkman trade. And so just think about it from the Yankees. So, A, so you do get that Yankees kind of, I'll say, douchebag level <laughs> right. where you're like, so oh, wait, we we're, we're trading for a guy that wasn't going to make the the Rockies roster? What are we doing? Right. Um, and so. Oh, yeah. Remember when DJ LeMay was going to be a utility uh, right. player? Shut up. So, yeah, didn't start opening day. Bizarre. Um, anyways. <laughs> wow. So, so Talkman comes in. DJ LeMay, he won a batting title in a year he was not an all-star. This guy is just used to this tough, crap man. by now. I know it's crazy. He probably loves it. He's, yeah. Uh, actually, as yeah. As long as he's out of the spotlight. I know. Actually, yeah. He would prefer that. I love him so much. Anyways. Um, so Talkman comes up, and he's the fourth outfielder. And. So he gets some at-bats. I, I forget who gets hurt next or however it goes down, but Talkman starts getting some at-bats, and they were ugly. Uh, I'm a guy oh, I remember. <laughs> I'm a guy who's taken some ugly at-bats. <laughs> they were ugly. It looked like we didn't – for the first month of the season, we didn't know his approach. Are you trying to draw walks? Are you trying to go the opposite way? Are you trying to pull the ball and hit homers? We had no inkling of what he was trying to do at the plate. He probably didn't have much of an inkling of what he was trying to do at the plate. And so this is where stuff that sabermetrics will never be able to be covered. So let's go back to Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade was supposed to be a part of the fabric of this team originally. When they were all at double A, chumming it up and talking about being stars in New York, Tyler Wade was a part of that story. Mike Talkman comes in two days before the season and knocks him off the team. Guys in the dugout like didn't talk to him. When he got his first big hit, he had like an RBI double. He got up, he was all jacked up, and he looked to the dugout and screamed. Guys laughed. They Damn. were like, who is this dude? So now let's circle back a little bit more. Who is Mike Talkman? Mike Talkman's a football player that plays baseball. Right. The video. You know what Ryan McMahon told me the other day? He's what? a Chicago guy. He's a Chicago football player. He's right. a Chicago football guy that happens to be really good at baseball now. Um and now the Yankees have gone crazy. It's the new Todd Frazier played Little League. Mike Talkman intercepted Jimmy Garoppolo. It's, they, they found the video the other day, so it's, it's making the laps. But so now, all right, so Mike Talkman's a football guy. Mike Talkman's also like an energy guy, which is kind of a football guy trait, right? Um, so now I think he got sent down. He comes back up. He starts playing again. He puts together some good at-bats. And you're like, okay, I see it. Now he's got an approach. Like, and so what was bizarre, for the first like half of the season, he was hitting like 400 versus lefties and like a buck 25 versus righties. So it's like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, what do you even he do with that? He just stays in versus lefties, and then it's like, can we, can we work something here? What's going on? You know what's funny as you continue to go? Some of that's probably, and we'll get more into this, the Rockies' development a little bit. The Rockies have had a lot of left-handed hitters. Mike Talkman, Ryan McMahon, David Dahl, Raimel Tapia throughout their minor league careers all hit left-handed pitching really? either evenly or sometimes better. Raimel Tapia had two years in the minor leagues where he significantly hit left-handed, left-on-left pitching better than right-on-left yeah. pitching. So, so that was like the Talkman thing for a little bit. He was like the best hitter in the team versus lefties, and it's like, okay, like now it's like, okay, what's going on? So now let's put it all together. So he's getting more comfortable. He's become a part of the team. 
and Mike Talkman is kind of this like rah rah football guy. Um, they did a podcast. Ryan Rucco and CC Sabathia have a podcast. R two C two. They did a Game of Thrones thing. He's a huge Game of Thrones guy. He's, he's of course he, he leaves the team and he's right I, in I'm my sorry. Wheelhouse. I know. I know that's a dag. That's another oh, dagger brutal. to you. Uh, but like read the books, all of it. So like, oh, and it come was on, so. Mike, come back. Wait. And, and now, so, now I want him back. I wasn't. I didn't care before. But. <laughs> so it was so funny because that like the team knew he was the Game of Thrones guy. Like if you had a question, like. Mm. So wait, do, what does the bank control? Like you'd go to Mike Talkman, right? So Otto's a big Game of Thrones guy. I Otto talked was to him on there. about so it. So this was—they had like a crew. They yeah. had like Cameron Maven, CC, I think Zach Britton. Like they—they they had a bunch of guys. Brutal. And so like every conversation was like Game of Thrones around the horn, and then it would be like check with Mike. But <laughs> it was so funny. He, he was still knew that like you could hear him like, well, okay, so. Well, this is what I think, but if you think this is okay, and like he was still very timid, like he was still the new guy, right? So he starts playing regularly. The now, and you, we trust him. Like we've seen him play solid defense. We know he'll give us a couple at bats. Now he's playing regularly, man, and he went off. Yeah, I think for a month and a half he had the highest WAR in baseball. Um, defensively, left field, center field, he was playing incredibly. Great at bat. His plate discipline has been incredible. He <laughs> he uh. can Chichi Gonzalez striking out people <laughs> yeah, right one now. In the end world. of the fifth. Um, <laughs> Nick Ahmed looking silly. Mike Talkman was like literally. He started spitting on pitches, like good pitches, and you're like, okay, dude. Like we we feel you. And so I mentioned that first double he hit where he got up and he was like, woo. Yeah. And the dugout was kind of like laughing, like, who are you, dude? Now the guys knew him. He's this football guy. He's Game of Thrones. Like, he's intense. He's passionate. Right. Like, he always, he wants to, he, you know, he's living it, man. And so now the team's in on him. And, dude, it's, I, you know, confidence, I feel like, can get thrown around casually in baseball. Because, you know what, Gio Urshela right now for the Yankees, it's not just confidence. Something happened. Yeah. My dude didn't just go from a 5 OPS guy to a 9 OPS guy. Right. It's a little more than confidence. But Mike Talkman, man, he had those crazy minor leagues numbers, as you well know. Right. He came up. He becomes a part of the team. He gets a couple hits. He believes in himself. And I think he's just a good ball player, man. Um, some of the defensive metrics are crazy. Some of the at-bats are crazy. I will say this. You know, he had a two-homer day against the Orioles. I think you and me at certain points this year could have some good at-bats against <laughs> right, the right, Orioles. Right, right. Uh, so you do have to take some of that differently. But, man, Mike Talkman is he's, he's a good baseball player. And I, I get it if you're a Rockies fan and you're sitting there and you're like, why isn't he out there doing this for us? It's tough, man. Like, Mike Talkman wasn't supposed to have this opportunity on the Yankees. If everyone stayed healthy... He wouldn't have. Mike Talkman's playing AAA baseball right now. Right. Um, and I think the other thing, and, you know, I'll, I'll retweet this, you know, when this comes out and I'll get my Yankees listeners going and they might, depending who it is, they might like or hate this part. The Yankees have a prospect, Clint Frazier. I've heard of him. Who's come up <laughs> and he's he's shown impressive things with the bat. People... Uh, Things a lot of guys can't do with the bat. He's a bit much, though, right? He's a little he's a extra. Lot. He's a, he's extra. He's am a I lot. using that term right? Am I, I young? Am I I'm, young enough? I'm, or? I'm just gonna say a lot with okay. a high pitch on okay. it to not deep dive on it because okay. that's just gonna get me in trouble. That's right. He's a lot. A lot. Um, 
he also can't field defensively. Um, so that's another thing. Yeah. But Rocky's got a lot of those. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in comparison, Mike Talkman, hard worker, grinder, football guy. When he got sent down to AAA, oh, so this, I mean, this is just the perfect example. Clint Frazier gets sent down and doesn't think he deserves to. And so there's like, there's a, I think there's like a, I don't know if it's a Yankees or it's a consensus, but there's kind of like a three days to report. Like if you need to check in with your family and then go to the minor league team or something like that. Maybe that's a Yankees rule. I'm not sure. I don't know. But Clint Frazier took all three of his days. So he got sent down and he takes his time. I think the next day or the second day, someone came off the IL and Talkman got sent down. He was in the lineup before Clint Frazier. Yeah. So I don't know. If there's kids listening, work ethic and stuff matters. And Talkman's just done all of it right. And now, dude, he is he is part of like the energy and the fabric of the team. And so I, I don't know. If you're a Rockies fan, don't be kicking yourself. Because, I mean, if mid-May, we probably would have said take him back. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the definition of baseball. It really is the, the craziest stuff that happens in the game, and you never know. We were talking to our, our good friend Manny Rondawa of MLB.com. He does a lot of stuff for StatCast. And so he's really into the numbers and the projections and all of these things. And he was saying, until a guy gets out there on the field, you really don't know. Right. And you got to get a a solid 400 at-bats before statistically we start to understand right. this guy. And Talkman just, he didn't have the opportunities in Colorado. He wasn't going to have the opportunities in New York, but they opened up for him. Right. And, and it's cool to see it happen for the guy. I don't think it's an example of, oh, the Rockies are terrible at development and the Yankees are phenomenal at development. I think you got to be a little bit careful about that uh, disgruntled ex-employee syndrome. If anything, it would be our DH con- discussion from last time. Right. Put Chuck at DH, maybe throw Talkman in the outfield. I don't know. I Hey, <laughs> now hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. You, you know, you, Not you, enough beer here for you that. Had enough? <laughs> <laughs> haven't you plundered the Colorado Rockies enough? Uh, no, I mean, go all the way. Uh, for DJ LeMahieu, win it all. But... Uh, back on the Talkman thing for just a minute, I, or, or rather the development thing. I know he's had a lot of positive things to say since he's gone there. I think that happens. Whenever a guy starts playing well, he goes, hey, I changed X, Y, and Z, and right. I'm in a new place, so the Yankees get a ton of credit. And, of course, that's the team you're playing for. You're going to give them credit. Right. Have to. You have to give them credit. Uh, but he did come out recently <laughs> and mentioned that the fans there in New York are – just the best and you know what i'm not gonna disagree Bias. when things are going well yes it's a good point i wonder how he will handle a situation should his because honestly and 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 like i said i've got a lot of respect for the guy um i i even and i'm not really allowed to do this but on some on a human level i root for his success in life no and i mean you should i mean uh, how many there's a lot of guys out there who are these kind of 28-year-olds that in the minor leagues 10 years ago they would have never gotten a look, but these guys looked into analytics and hard hit rate and stuff like that, and they gave it one last try, and they're getting a chance, and they're doing good things. So I don't think it's out of your realm of being a neutral reporter to say, I want to root for that guy, because right. you can. Well, you know what? I've 
been there in some of my early years doing this at the lowest level in Grand Junction when guys have been cut. When you get cut from rookie level Grand Junction, that's it. Right. You're done playing baseball as a professional. Right. It's over. You're done. And that's like, that's a brutal thing to witness. Someone packing up his bags and walking out in street clothes. A 22-year-old, maybe he doesn't speak the language, we have all, much of an education. We had to do it at 15. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's amazing. But So you do root for, in that sense, guys, right. like Talkman. Uh, but I'll be very interested. I don't think he is the player he's been lately. There will be a coming-to-earth moment. <laughs> For Mike Talkman would make, would make more sense than what he's been doing. Right, and and it'll be interesting to see what he thinks of Yankees fans when uh, after a three strikeout game he's getting the old Bronx uh, cheers. <laughs> well, and I mean, no, it's crazy, man. And I, I, this this is something I haven't even mentally tackled yet because I don't want to. But I mean, Giancarlo Stanton is going to try to come off the IL before the playoffs. Um, Aaron Hicks. Our center fielder is trying to come off the IL before the playoffs. And we've got some guys, Mike Talkman, Cameron Mabin, that if those guys come back. I can't believe Cameron Mabin is still a thing. And that's another thing, by the way, that, again, it's, it's where I started this combo. If you're the Orioles, hire someone from the Yankees that does hitting, hire someone from the Astros that does pitching, and you will be in a good spot in three years. Dick Monford, if you're listening, Jeff Breidich. <laughs> Oh, I, you got it straight from Jake's I, story. Here. I, I am a, I am a, I'm not a firm believer in much. I'm a firm believer in that. When I saw Aaron Sanchez pitch well for his no hitter for Houston, I, I was sick to my stomach. I saw him for the Blue Jays, and he was awful. Nothing short of awful. And then he goes to Houston, anyways. Um, but I tell you what, and you talk about the playoffs and team dynamics and all of that. If Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Hicks are healthy. It could come down to Cameron Maven and Mike Talkman for like the 25th roster spot. One's a veteran, one's not. I mean, does it become lefty righty? Does it become they both play really good defense? I, I don't know, man. It's it's so funny how much the story of a baseball player could get written or changed. I mean, what if, what if Mike Talkman somehow doesn't get invited to the playoff roster, and then he comes out the first three weeks of next year and he's hitting 100? Right. And that's baseball and it's it's awesome and disgusting at the same time, <laughs> but I get I guess that's why sickos like us get roped into it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Why is DJ LeMayhew the MVP of the American League? Uh, or is he I mean, can you not make the is it does it have to be Mike Trout? Look, man, play on a team that wins some baseball games. No, I I mean can is he just second? Should we just begin there? Should we say why is he second place? So I am a firm believer in there should be two awards. I think there should be a best player and an MVP award. I like that. Actually, I completely agree. This year, it would still be Mike Trout. (laughs) Guy's Um, unbelievable. Because that guy's pretty good. He's so damn good. How about anti-Yankee pat on the back? He just passed Derek Jeter for career war. 
And Mike Trout's in his prime. Right. He's still in his 20s. Derek Jeter runs the Marlins, kind of. We don't know what he does. It doesn't seem good at this point. Either way. Um, the Rockies just swept those guys, and I was looking into the like media guide for every other guy in the lineup. Neil Walker was hitting cleanup for a minute. Love, love disco Neil Walker. One of my favorites. Um, but, no, I, and I think I said this because th- this was a fun kind of Twitter convo a couple weeks ago. If Bellinger and Trout were in the same league, I think it would be the perfect example of it should be two awards. Cody Bellinger is having an incredible year on a team that's going to have the best record in the NL. Give him the MVP. Mike Trout, I'm sorry. Like, that team might finish under 500. And I I get it. Like, I get all your arguments. I know how good Trout is. You don't have to tell me. But, I mean, there is something to be said about games that matter and games that don't and Absolutely. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, I don't know. I'll, I'll say this. This year, it's Trout. It's, it's not a discussion. I'll do a second-place AL MVP discussion. Look at the Yankees' injuries. Look how stable LeMahieu has been. I, I know I don't have to tell you guys, um, but I think he's batting like three thirty-seven right now casually he broke his home run total his career high home run total this year um august what are we at august 19th right so that's gonna be tired of dealing with the coors narrative want to reach through the podcast and just hit you right in the face right now he's (laughs) gone that's fine of course he broke the home run Drew just punched me okay right right field is 314 (laughs) feet away so he had a nice porch porch shot the other (laughs) day um it was a juice ball porch shot too there was actually a really good video of Francona comes to the mound and he looks at Kipnis and he goes, that would have never been out last year. No. Um, so that was pretty funny because anything from Francona is pretty good. But um, so there's a little bit of juice ball. There's a little bit of Yankees. There's a little bit of everything. I think it's a little bit. I think the last time we talked about this, where pitchers are at nowadays with that high fastball and everything, if you've got a loop in your swing, that's a tough pitch. If you're DJ LeMayhew, that's what you've been told to hit. Yeah, thanks. That's what you've wanted. Right. Um, so he's been incredible. And, man, I think uh, David Cohn, uh, I won't say a friend, but we've DM'd. It's like whatever, you so know, don't worry about you know, it. It's cool. It's um, David Cohn said it on the Yes broadcast, the Yankees broadcast the other day. He said, LeMayhew is basically the kid in Little League that's the best player on the team. Yeah. Put him at second. Put him at third. Put him at first base. And he's going to be the best player on the Yankees that day. And I just think that's kind of a, it's like a mind-blowing statement. Speaking of mind-blowing okay. statements, <laughs> not to totally, but we're, we still got this game on. And <laughs> Do you they, just realize what Chi-Chi's doing? I did not have any idea because they had the audio on for the Broncos game. That Chichi Gonzalez was throwing a no-hitter into the sixth <laughs> inning, which is maybe the dumbest sentence I've said out loud in 2019. The Rockies, who haven't been able to get good pitching at times out of Marquez, who has some of the nastiest stuff in the National League, and Kyle Freeland, who was fourth place in Cy Young voting last year and has just been a mystery this season. I think he'll get it back earlier in the year. Their fifth rotation spot was just a carousel of Chad Bettis and Tyler Anderson and Jeff Hoffman and Antonio Sensatella and now this guy Chichi Gonzalez who was basically just given up on by the Texas Rangers had to have Tommy John surgery was out of major leagues two years between major league appearances 
and now he's out here at a ball, uh, ballpark built for hitters at Chase Stadium. He took a no-hitter into the sixth inning. The Rockies season has made no sense. I'm, I'm hoping this doesn't happen because I don't want to look good, but if I know no-hitters well enough, there's probably a two-run homer coming soon. That this would is go how that always one goes. Nothing, it would yeah. go from one nothing. Rockies lead to 2-1, no no-hitter. Right. Times are bad. Yeah. So I hope it doesn't happen, and you can blame me if it does. Right. That, that's what I'm doing right that now. That seems the most likely outcome at this point. I do want to wrap up a little bit here, still staying on the Yankees, because I think we've got another uh, – I think we've got time to talk Rockies, and we're going to have to oh, do yeah. a two-episode situation it's here. usually like we, how it goes that's down, just, It's just how it is. <laughs> just so we'll do a two-episode situation Oh, what a catch from Rymel Tapia, your boy in left field, laying out to make it. That was awesome. For a guy whose biggest issue is that he defensively, <laughs> there's Daniel Murphy giving him the high five in, in a way that only Daniel Murphy can. Wow. He left his feet so early for that. The young man is straight out balling. I'm telling you. Is Tapia going to be like... That's my guy. Keep letting him play. Will Tapia make an all-star team? I think he's got it in him. He can. But the problem is there's the right manager, either he needs to win Bud Black over, and with stuff like this and what he did, that'll, was, that'll help. That'll help. He's got to stop making dumb base running errors. Man, he had one earlier it, in, in the season. Is it young? Is it IQ? Or is it trying to do too much or what? I think it's a combination of all those okay. things, trying to prove himself. Uh, he's never really gotten the regular playing time. But he's settled in. He's hitting 350 since the All-Star break, as I mentioned earlier. Like and um, I, I really think he's the kind of guy who could do He could put it all together. Yeah. But so much of it is upstairs. And, and you, you, you don't know what he's going to do. And he's still a young man, but he's not the youngest. I think he's 25 now. Right. Like, it's, you know, it's time to be figuring it out. But he has all the natural tools yeah. to make it work for him. And, we, uh, and that the, was incredible. The, the Yankees I mentioned, they're, they're hitting. And now it's now it, with Talkman and uh, Luke Voigt at first base, um, who should be coming back soon. Um, now it's kind of the Yankees are in this weird, bizarre world where it's like, hey, if we're so good at finding hitting, should we just do that, pay for pitching, and figure it out? Um, and I think uh, so their next experience with experiment with that is a guy named Bravik Valera. I think he was on the Giants for a little bit. That sounds right. Uh, we've been calling him Vic Valera because that's a better baseball name than Bravik. Um, but, man, I, uh, I don't want to say this in a rude way. I, he's a middle infielder. And he's got some speed. I don't know if I've seen a worse base runner in my life. <laughs> and it was pure just baseball IQ. And so that, that's why I was inquiring about Tapia. Because, I mean, you can, baseball IQ can also be being young. It can also just being try to prove something. Like Vic Valera had one of those. Like a, He hit a single to right field, and the outfielder kind of lollygagged. Did it happen? That ball, there's your two-run <laughs> home run. There's exactly, precisely, 100%, without fail, what you predicted. Cattell Marte, who's a Rockies killer and an all-star this year, who is going to hit a bunch of home runs, but still. Chichi Gonzalez brings a no-hitter into the inning, gets a great diving catch from Rymel Tapia, but with two outs. 
Cattell Marte goes down and golfs one. Absolutely golfs one out to give the Arizona Diamondbacks a two to one lead. I've watched I've watched baseball. It's it happens a lot. I've watched baseball, man. And I think it's so funny that I I th- was it before we were recording, I joked. Yeah, I joked about Kettle Marte. Right. Because people were talking about him at the trade deadline, and he's uh, not a shot at Kettle. He's having an incredible season. But I think we look back at a few years and maybe say he was a part of the juice ball era. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's another thing. So, again, sorry, Rockies fans. Absolutely brutal. All right, let's <laughs> wrap up this episode with yeah, the, the finishing of this just – Love fest we want to have for DJ LeMahieu. Okay. Rockies fans searching for some stuff. The guy's having a phenomenal year. Look, folks, the Colorado Rockies are not going to win the World Series this year. I, I'm sorry well, to break this to you. Well, you know what? You never I know. saw some tweets the other day. Aren't we looking out for that 21, 21 wins in 22 games or whatever it is? There is a funny thing. I, I, there was a lot of back and forth on that because some people hate that season for precisely this reason. Now okay. Rockies fans every year you going, always hey. always have that. You win 20 out of 21, yeah. sure, unlikely. Uh, actually, this team, it, it would not shock me if they went on a stupid run. They got Nolan, they got Trevor, they got Crazy what they got. Crazy talent. Now, they're probably not going to win. The Yankees got a real shot, a real shot. And their best player for most of the season has been DJ, DJ LeMahieu. LeMahieu. How amazing is that? Like, it's it's crazy, man, and it's it's so funny. Again, you think of New York, you th- you know, power hitters, Reggie Jackson, stuff like that. DJ Lemayu is the opposite of all of that. <laughs> he's uh he's kind of a Bayou guy. I know. Um, on again, this well, this probably won't be a flex for Rocky people, but I'll 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 say it like it was. But Matthew Matthew Stucco, who's a guy that does stuff for for the Yankees, he does like kind of like player interviews and things like that. Um, he came out with a DJ LeMahieu interview today, and a, if you're a Rocky fan, you you could draw it up if you had to. Um, you know, they asked him about fishing, and he was like, yeah, you know, that's a that's a picture of me. I caught, caught a pretty big fish. Yeah. And it's DJ oh, LeMahieu, yeah. man. It's a, The dude likes playing baseball, throwing in a fat dip, and <laughs> making it know, happen. Enjoying it. So... Uh, I, it's it's been incredible. I think the last time we talked, he was being insane with his like runners in scoring position. He was hitting highly over 400. Right. I think that number's come down a little bit, which it had to. Um, sure, 490 with runners in scoring position is unlikely to sustain. Yeah. Um, it's uh, he owns the leadoff spot, which in modern day baseball is an interesting push shove between. Old baseball and Little League. Little League, you always batted the best guy first. Or that's what they do in the Little League World Series because they get the most bats. Anyways, um, in baseball where the best hitter used to either hit cleanup or clean up or third. Right. You know, cleanup's a power hitter. Third's the best hitter. Now with analytics and everything, and it's like, well, if we could get them more at bats, move them up in the lineup maybe. Right. Um, He's unbelievable. You just trust him. Like, I, I don't need to tell Rocky fans. If there's a situation where it's, you know, second and third, eighth inning, you're never going to walk away and be like, DJ gave us a bat at bat. Ever. Anyone can get beat by a pitcher. That's baseball. Um, you could hit a ball right at someone. That's baseball. 
you're never gonna walk away and be like, oh, DJ. That that Why'd you look at that pitch right down the middle? Why'd you take a hack at that thing at your eyes? He's never gonna take a pitch down the middle. If he swings and misses at a slider off the plate, it was a good one. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right, right. It, it didn't bounce before the plate. It didn't do anything like that. He's um and and I I said it I said it briefly, but I I really fully believe in it. And David Cohn said it, so that's why I followed up. <laughs> he has little league rules right now. Wherever the Yankees put him, he's the best player on the infield. If it's first, if it's second, if it's third base. He is the best player on the Yankees infield, and that's it's insanity. It's it's absolutely amazing to watch, and it, and it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Have there been any moments? Though? Have you seen? Because he won't with the media. Like he'll collect himself in right. front of the media. I've experienced it. He gave me some great spicy quotes on Trevor Story back in the day. You get him talking about his teammates. He'll get a little spicier. Yeah, but. Uh, so just noted. I was going to say, it, it, when you get the opportunity, I'm saying when you get the right. opportunity. Um, but where we saw a lot of his personality shine through was on the field. Someone does something. Have you, have you gotten to see some of those moments? Has he given you a fist bump or, or a very clear F-bomb? Because there were a couple of times <laughs> where like someone would do something, and you go, wow, DJ's fired up. And guys would tell us, you would have no idea. Players would tell me this all the time. Mm. You'd be shocked how fiery DJ can get during the game. I'm trying to think right now, man. Um, he, man, he's had a couple big hits. He's he's made a couple big plays. I'm I'm starting to wonder now, and and maybe again, this is the New York D bag word I, I've said a few times. But I wonder if he's if he tries to bottle that even more, being on on the New York stage. Maybe. Because DJ LeMay is DJ LeMay. We talked about Grinky earlier. Like, DJ is a quiet guy. Like, when I found out DJ LeMay, you like to fish, I wasn't shocked for a second. Right. It's quiet. I knew <laughs> that. Still. <laughs> oh, there was no not people there. No bother you. And it's quiet. Like, that's what DJ LeMay you like. And I think that's so funny. And, man, I maybe this will be a second half of the show thing, but personalities in baseball like i i don't know like uh we all know people with those personalities that that's one of the funniest things i've taken from my old job um corporate electrical supply industries like people just have different personalities you know the guy in accounting has that personality the guy in finance they have that the, the gal in marketing she's got this personality and that's a baseball team too that's life like and i know you see it on the rockies nowadays but DJ LeMayhew is a quiet guy that likes to go about his business and play baseball, play incredible baseball. And I, I don't know. Maybe there's a moment I'm missing right now. But I, I, and if there was, and I think that's why I'm, I'm being more confident in this than I normally would if I didn't know. But if there was, it would stick out in my brain because everyone would be over it because everyone knows DJ's the quiet guy. DJ does his thing, you know? Right. So if he broke that mold, I think it would be a thing. And uh, I guess this is a positive spin zone, but would would love to see that in October, a little a little two RBI single and he lets out a big F-bomb. I'm, I'm in on it. I'm telling you that moment is coming okay. and it's going to be glorious. And a lot of Rockies fans are going to be watching because it's been a, a rough season and they're unlikely to be participants 
in October. But what you were just saying there uh, about all the different personalities and, and clubhouse chemistry and all that stuff, it's funny because I feel like the two guys that the, the Rockies lost from their uh, clubhouse culture is uh, DJ LeMayhew and Gerardo Parra. We, and people who have listened to this podcast have heard us have the conversation, but look at what the Nationals have done and the way the baby shark thing has taken off. And those are two polar opposite personalities. I've seen them both in clubhouses. DJ LeMayhew, he could sneak in and out of a clubhouse without you knowing, walk in in a suit, get dressed for the ball game, get out for batting practice before anyone noticed. Gerardo Parra comes in on a scooter, blaring reggaeton. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing today? What's happening? High fives, high fives, high fives. That's Gerardo Parra. But you kind of need both of those guys for a great baseball team. And that's one of the things the Rockies have missed this year is particularly, I'll say particularly the Parra. They've got a lot of those DJ LeMahieu personality types. They don't have any paras anymore. And I, I think that's funny because people that normally expect that, they expect with sports, they expect like loud alphas. But that's not it, man. That's, that's not necessarily what gets you there or makes you great at all. And I think that's funny. And uh, some of the Rocky listeners may have been laughing before. Um, when I said like Mike Talkman, there's like there's still a world where Mike Talkman doesn't make the playoff roster, but he's been one of the best players in baseball for the past month and a half, is that Cameron Maben, who I said he might be fighting with, has become a fabric of the team. He's been called a team leader. He's a veteran. He's that guy in the clubhouse, where I also mentioned Mike Talkman has fallen into his personality. But, like, Cameron Maben, he's the hug guy on the team. Like, I know that... That's figurative. That's figurative and not like he's literally there to give. In the NBA, hugs. it's the towel waver. Who's waving the towel? Who's the guy? And I mean, playoffs get crazy too because you want to play your best guys and you want to have like a pinch runner guy. And I, it's where things get crazy. But um, yeah, I, the the different personalities, and I think that's you. You nicely said when when we meet DJ, and I I will. I, I could confidently say that. Um, the personalities, I mean, think, let's just do Rocky, Rocky's East right now. Mike Talkman. We've yep. already addressed that. That's, <laughs> that's a mixed bag. It's a fun mixed bag. Right. Adam Adovino. He's a little bit of a mixed bag himself. Yeah, super intellectual. Yeah. Maybe a little too introspective, but great guy. Uh, intellectual meets Brooklyn. Yeah. I, I think that's Adam Adovino. DJ LeMayhew. Um... <laughs> Yeah. The we, DJ. We just talked about DJ LeMayu. The guy we haven't mentioned yet, Tommy Canely. <laughs> the Tommy Canely update. Is he still crazy? He's still crazy. Excellent. Um, the, the, the story I will pass back to Rockies fans is Mike Talkman just went on R2C2, partially due to his, his success. And they were like, so, you know, Talkman, tell us about some of the guys or something that sticks out. And he goes, okay, so I'm at bat at Baltimore, and I hear someone screaming my name. Screaming my name. It was, <laughs> it was Tommy Canely from the, Balt- from the bullpen in Baltimore, about 460 feet away, screaming his name while he was at bat in a major league stadium. 
Wow. And that's Tommy Canely. And yes, it is. I, I can see why that would rub some people the wrong way. <laughs> Absolutely. LaTroy, um, if you're listening. Yes. Hey, LaTroy, how are you doing? Um, at the same time, CeCe Sabathia, who's maybe the main leader on this Yankees team, because he's a veteran, Hall of Famer probably, all of it. 47 years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said one of the a big part of this Yankees team was Tommy Canely being back. He was... He was terrible on the Yanks last year. He was like fat. He was he was a mess. Um, and when I mean he was sent down, he wasn't on the team. He's like Canley's energy being back is huge. And when you think about a hundred sixty-two game season, the grind. You and I talked before we got on the mics about the grind of just covering it and right. being a part of it. Right. Never mind playing the games. Right. Having someone like Tommy Canley, who's always. Not 100. He's like 200. <laughs> he's he's crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, just think of those four different personalities, and that's four of 25. That's yeah. not including the manager, the coaches, and all of that. Well, there you go, Rockies fans. They're all out there doing the thing. But for uh, New York, so that's going to make you feel terrible. Hey, if you're ready to hit Jake's story right in the face <laughs> for just the frustration of all of it. I know you're also ready to listen to another yeah. episode with Jake. We're going to have to do that because we got to get his thoughts on the Rockies. He's watching them out here in Denver, everything that's going on, and just more baseball talk because we got plenty more to do here. we got to order some wings at Sports yeah. Column because they got some fantastic food. we got to get a couple more Breckenridge brews. We don't need to go by Total Bev because they're a liquor store out there in the world that's way over there but they're another bsn sponsor where you can pick up some breckenridge brews so if you're not down here with us at sports column or over at blake street tavern with us on the 24th that's saturday uh, less than a week from now we'll be doing a big watch party watching the broncos watching the rockies having a good time both patrick Lyons and myself will be there unfortunately jake won't be able to make it to this one but one of these future ones we'll get him out there for it i think so head over to bsndenver.com check out our events calendar make sure you rsvp let us know you're going to be there we're going to be giving away tickets shirts beers beers more beers. There's going to be a lot of free beers, what I'm trying to say. So we're basically, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't come to this thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but like I said, we're just wrapping up episode one for now. We're going to do a whole other episode with our guy, Jake Story. So for now, I'll just remind you to follow us on all the social media, at BSN Rockies, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons. Give us a like, share, and subscribe on Facebook, whatever podcast app you happen to be using out there. Just continue to be absolutely awesome. We'll continue to be Jake Story and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.